A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode where today it's my absolute delight to invite back Scott Carson from Australia. You may, you may, tongue tied, tongue twisted. Hey listeners, that's all right, isn't it? Isn't it true that, I'm going to fly off at a tangent here, that when we get things like that, that's not quite in the inverted commas script, we get paralysed by fear and it's like we go on this other trajectory of, oh, well, that shouldn't have happened, and then we give ourselves a hard time. Do you know what, listeners? It's life, isn't it? So I'm certainly not going to give myself a hard time because I fluffed a few words there. Not at all. Anyway, back on track, back on track. So, yeah, I was just about to say that uh, you may recall that Scott and I previously talked about, you know, the uh, the New Year's revolutions, you know, the the bringing down of the or the closing of the old and the, the hope that comes with the new and, um, and and all that kind of stuff, really. So what better way, really, to introduce Scott than to say, Scott, three very important words. Dare to dream. A very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you, Paul. And I'm absolutely stoked to be back and to be starting off the new year and to have hope. To dare to dream. I suppose a big question. Sorry, Scott. um, A big question because I'm so enthusiastic about this, listeners. But a big question to dive straight in. Two flies on a wall, Scott. Let's not forget, you and I are two flies on a wall. And we're talking about daring to dream. But what stops people daring to dream, do you feel? Conditioning. Life. Mm. As a young boy... You have ideals, you have dreams, you have an imagination. Daring to dream encompasses those. Daring to dream is aiming for the moon. Because it doesn't matter if you miss, you end up amongst the stars. Dare to dream. Death dream's so big that it seems impossible. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. It's a path, Scott, isn't it? It's an intention. It's a direction. We're going in that direction. Love what you said there. You know, aiming for the moon, but I'm going to be amongst the stars. And I think that's one of the things and, you know, that kind of, uh, was it deliberate listeners fluffing the lines so I could stress a point or was it not? Don't know. Don't really matter. Don't know what the flies would say about that, Scott. Doesn't really matter. I can remember when I was doing my teaching practice many moons ago, we was taught to introduce deliberate mistakes. Don't really like that word, mistakes. There aren't no mistakes. There's only learning. And, you know, so that it gave the, the children, the kids, an opportunity to pull you up. It's like, oh, yeah, do you know what? Sir's got it wrong again. He's human after all. Because this perception, isn't it, that the world is full of experts. And little old me, we don't really know anything. But actually, if we dare to dream, Scott, we know loads, don't we? We know loads. At the same time as actually in the grand scheme of things, probably know nothing depending which you know where you come from on that don't want to go too deep on that around the you know the uh the merits and constraints of the ego so to speak but life's a very simple game so let's keep this very simple any thoughts around that mishmash of words and ideas there scott i've got so many is like and i just 
because I dare to dream. I dare to dream what what love would do. I dare to dream what it would be like if we learnt that our opportunities, some people might call them mistakes, but if we learnt that our opportunities were just lessons. One of the great gifts that COVID has given me was the opportunity to sit with my son and fail grade four as he succeeded. <laughs> and in that, in that lesson, I, I, I watched him put a line through an opportunity. That's right, an opportunity. Because it's an opportunity to grow and then put a big cross against it. And I'm like, oh, bud. I said, why did you put that line through there? And why a cross? He goes, I got it wrong, dad. I said, did you get it wrong? I said, how did you know it was wrong? He goes, because it didn't quite work. I said, right, so it didn't quite work, and, and, but you're able to improve it. He goes, yeah, I can. I said, well, how did you get it wrong? He goes, oh, I don't actually know. I said, well, how about this? How about every time we get something that might be a bit of an opportunity, we put a line underneath it, and put a green L. Let's learn from this. Mm -hmm. Let's take the opportunity to learn. Because our dreams become bigger if we look at things without a full stop and we get beyond that. One of the most powerful words in the English language is no, because it puts a full stop on things. But if we dare to dream, we give it context. No, I don't like that because it actually makes me feel unsafe. I'm not sure why I feel unsafe, but I know I do. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I didn't realize you were feeling that way. How about we try this way? Oh, okay. Let's give that a go. Dare to dream of possibility. Over to you, Paul. The stories we tell ourselves, those dreams once upon a time in a far off land, left someone that went in search of happiness, fulfillment, love. And as they went on this voyage of discovery, they dreamed, they dreamed that one day the boat would come in. They would be rich. They would be famous. They would be X. They would be Y. They would be Z. They dreamed, they dreamed, they dreamed. And many years went by and many lessons were learned. And when they became older and wiser, and they pass those lessons on to their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. They realized a very simple truth. That all those things that they set out for, daring to dream, they're already inside us. And we just didn't know it. There's a, there's a phrase, isn't there, listeners? Can't see the forest for the trees. And I think that's what wisdom and age gives us we come to understand what really is important in life. That love, that love of self, the relationships we have in our life. Relationships are so, so, so critical. So powerful. But so is the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves about daring to dream. So once upon a time in a far off land called Australia lived a beautiful soul called Scott. And Scott had this dream that one day, his legacy, one day, every single human being in the world would smile all at the same time. Imagine, listeners, imagine daring to dream that and the energy and the power that that would create throughout the world. Dare to dream the stories we tell ourselves. 
Scott from one fly to another. Any thoughts about that one? I'm smiling. <laughs> and I love it. And I just, I'm a 44 year old man that lives the dream of a boy. I, I recently went back to my primary school and it was a time in my life where my parents were together and it was, it was difficult. But my mum was working in the canteen at the school and she's doing her thing. And although I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes with my parents, it was a joyful time. 35 years ago, just over, at this primary school where I had all my friends and lots of fantastic times. I remember going to get an, an ice block, a sunny boy from the canteen from my mum. And we always loved those sunny boys because inside them they had a free sunny boy occasionally. And when we won those free sunny boys, we all celebrated. But there was a time in my life where that changed. But before that changed, we did a time capsule for the celebration of Victoria in Australia turning 150 years old. And every student in the school had a clay brick, which they designed. And they put their design and they laid it in a circle formation right around the time capsule. I've long forgotten about this time capsule. Earlier this year, I had a friend call me up to talk about the past that I hadn't seen for a long time and wanted to have a chat about the smiles that I'm creating and the smiles that we gift one another. And we, sh we went to the primary school and we had a conversation and I looked at this time capsule. My brick stood out because it was a smile. I dared to dream of a smile as an eight-year-old boy, but life beat that out of me. I've since regained my smile and are chasing a lot more. And I dare to dream the vision my son can create. And I just wanted to share a little something further beyond that because I, that's opened up so many different possibilities. Are, are, we, are we born here knowing what we do and then life takes it away from us or life takes us on a detour to learn the opportunities and the, the lessons we need to learn so we can create the authentic smile? But I know that the lessons that come and those times as we started this podcast about stumbling through life and we always want to reach out and give people a hand and just grab them. Sometimes we need to let people stumble so they can work their way through it. Lucky enough, last year I drove up to Sydney with my son and had some 30 hours of talking in the car. It was magnificent. And we did a podcast in Sydney where we sat and we talked and it was the first time Oscar had done one. And I'm sitting there with Alan Stevens and we're enjoying this beautiful conversation. And the host asked Oscar, what, what do you think we need in the world? What do you think it is that we should be doing? And he stumbled. Every part of me wanted to talk in and jump in and support him because I see could, I could see what I thought was struggling. But he was just working his way through his own thoughts. He was working his way through his opportunity. And what came out was beautiful. We need to learn love from a nine-year-old boy, that was his wisdom. How often in life we don't allow the stumble so we can gain the growth. What did you dream of as a boy, Paul? 
I had a dream which was a dual-edged sword because on the one hand it kept me alive, but on the other hand it then come very close to taking my life. So I dreamed because of my very turbulent background at the hands of my stepfather, uh, that one day I would wear with pride the red shirt of Nottingham Forest Football Club. I would represent that football club. They were my life. They were my raison d'etre. I'm talking about a boy of eight, which is when my mother remarried the, this guy. And things were beyond dark and horrible thereafter for four years, five years. That, and this is the power of beliefs, that belief that, that I had kept me alive, literally, because I put all my beliefs in Nottingham Forest Football Club. I followed their results. Uh, they, they, were my, they were my everything. It was beyond obsession because I was clinging to life by the fingernails because of the the vileness that I was subjected to every single day from, from this guy. And that was powerful. But in 1974, March of 74, they lost two games back to back, both teams that play in black and white. Newcastle United on Thursday, and that was the 21st of March, 74. And then two days later, they played away at Fulham's, Fulham's ground in London, Craven Cottage. And they lost there as well. They lost two games. My world, Scott, was absolutely shattered. Shattered. Words like betrayal didn't even, didn't even touch the surface. Now, this is a football team. This is a professional football club. They didn't know who I was. But to me, they were my world. And I'd, I'd, I couldn't cope anymore because my reason for living had just been shattered. So I decided to end it all. Fateful Saturday night. 23rd of March, 1974. Something immensely, immensely profound happened in that moment. Five past seven that evening. I'm going to save that for another time, listeners, because it's it's a story beyond. It's uh, words fail, but that's another time, another place. But what I did having that moment was this realization that I have a purpose. I didn't know what a purpose was. I was a kid, you know. My head was screwed. My I, I was a mess, an absolute mess because of everything I'd been subjected to. But somehow, deep within there, was this dream to contribute to the world. And I used this term over, over the ensuing many, many, many years, Scott. From now on, I fight for the underdog. That was my, that was my story. I fight for the underdog, for women and kids that can't look after themselves, that can't protect themselves, because that was the model of the world that I was experienced. That became real for me. I was a kid myself. My mother was subjected to violence and abuse at the hands of this guy. But that, that set my course for my story. And, you know, with limiting beliefs and self-hate, for ensuing years, I'd build myself up. I, by this time, I'd got an alcohol addiction. And it was a topsy-turvy, what I call black and white. I wrote about this in, in my book, Emerging from the Forest. Because I did emerge from the forest. My addiction to the forest, brackets Nottingham Forest, I became free from that forest and I became independent. I became a major oak in my own life in my own world, where I became the all-important tree. And that vision, that dream of being able to serve, not Nottingham Forest, but a bigger, every tree in every forest, in every corner of the world, became my dream. And as the years have gone by, Scott, and the decades have gone by, 
I feel that that vision, that dream is getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm being presented with an extremely fortunate to, to come across people like yourself, to name one. You know, the amazing community that we've got within World Game Changers, people that are doing great things and people that are, you know, just doing simple things, but it's those simple things that matter. And people oftentimes say, oh, you know what, Paul, the little things don't really matter, do they? Don't they? You try walking around with a pebble in your shoe. It's only a little thing, but it can cause you a lot of pain and discomfort. So never underestimate the power of what the world might label as being small. So a little bit of a kind of uh, a roundabout dance there, Scott, from one of the flies, but that's what I dare to dream, that to quote Dr. Stephen Covey's ninth habit, I will contribute and leave the world a better place. That's, that's the simplicity of it, really. Thank you, Paul. You know, like one of the things for me that has been a question, and I think it's a question for most, what is success? What is success as a man, as a woman, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a child, as a human, as a member of our society? I think we overdress success. Mm. I think success is if you're a better version than your predecessor. If you're a better father than your father. If you're a better son. Or your son's a better version of you. If you're a better grandfather than your grandfather. All the things in life that we learn are what teach us. Success is improvement. If you make improvement and dare to dream that you can do better, you will do better. We all can do better. What a successful world we live in. And I see it everywhere. So often, we talk about the negative things in life because they hold a bigger emotional hold on us. But it's those little tiny victories that make things a success. It's removing the rubbish from a footpath so a kid on his bike doesn't ride around the corner and get cleaned up. It's helping a lady whose car's broken down and pushing her across the traffic lights so that she feels safe, so she doesn't pass that panic on to the next person she speaks to on the phone. About the person sitting behind on the horn because they're late because their day hasn't started correctly. That's a success. You've improved the situation for someone. As a fly on the wall, I look down in our society. I'm looking at the people so busy doing, 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 doing. I dare to dream that we can just be. Sabu Bona. I see you. It's the Zulu greeting. Sabu Bona. I see you. I dare to dream we live in a world where we all say, Sabu Bona. Thank you for being a big tree. In a forest that's forever growing, Paul. The other side of that doing, love that. I mean, I love what you've just said there, Scott. I really do. You know, the whole grandfather thing, the whole parent thing, every angle that you came from, I can personally resonate with massively. So that really touched me. That really, really touched me. And I would, I got asked recently around happiness what is happiness and i think the person that asked me judging by the 
the pause and the whole way the question was communicated was expecting some big, elaborate, in-depth answer. And my response was this. Nothingness. To be in that being space, you know, that, that partner of doing. Just to be in that space of being where all the noise and the clutter of elation because your football team's won 5-0 and life's great, the sun's shining. Ah, but next week they might get beat 5-0 and it might be raining. And either's fine. Both are great. But you mentioned a very, very interesting and significant word, Scott, right at the top of this conversation, this dance, when you said conditioning. Isn't it true that we attach to externals? I will only be happy if my team win. A la me in 1974. I will be so much happier when I find my ideal partner. I will be so much happier when I have more money, live in a bigger house, have a Lamborghini, go on holidays, blah, 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 blah. Hey, listen, those things are fine but they shouldn't define us. That inner peace, that stillness, that nothingness of just, just being. That's my definition of not only happiness, but love. Because that's who we naturally are before the conditioning of the challenges of life shapers and formers. And then invariably, we go on a, a voyage of peeling back the onion layers or undoing the, the conditioning. So that's what I did. One of the things I dare to dream about, Scott, is that we all find that nothingness because everything is found in nothingness. I'll say one thing, Scott. These flies are quite profound today, aren't they? <laughs> I, I love these flies. I love, I love them sitting down pondering. What are these humans thinking? They're so busy. They're everywhere. They swat us away. Do you know why? I don't. You know, like, I see all these people they're getting around in all these bits and pieces and hustling about. Do you know what they're about? Do you know why they're here? There's a lot of them. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> mm. Imagine being a fly on the wall, looking down. At life, and it's just, it's, I'm going to go out sideways on a tangent right now because I'm looking at a fly's view down at people and they can see what we can't. We are so busy in life doing. And I like to think of it as life is a box. It contains all of our life, all of our bits and pieces. But when we're standing in that box, we can only ever see two walls. When we turn around, we can see the other two walls. But we never get a full picture of our life. The only way we can see our life fully is if we're a fly on the wall. We don't want to get into that box. You don't want to get, I don't want to get into Paul's box because Paul and I would stand in the box and we'd be looking at each other and we couldn't see what each other was seeing. We could stand side by side, but we wouldn't see all of the box. And if we stood back to back, well, we could see all of the box, but we're not communicating too well. Every now and then, we need a fly on the wall to help us navigate the box. So we can get all the way around the box and see the things we can't normally see. I like flies on the wall. of a tangent there Paul but beautiful absolutely because it's in the moment absolutely mm. beautiful 
And listeners, doesn't this thing, you know, that phrase, in the moment, you know, there's a lot of stuff, isn't there? There's a lot of words, cliches that, you know, we hear them time and time again. One of the words is quality. You know, we all use that word. Oh, that's quality. I did my master's in quality management. So I really had my eyes opened about this. This is a real kind of penchant of mine. Quality. Oh, that's real quality. Okay, what does that word mean to you then? Quality. Well, you know, it's quality. Yeah, but what does it mean to you? Well, you know, quality is quality. Tom Peters, perception is all there is. But this whole thing around language and words and, and the energy that they have and the stories we tell ourselves. I dare to dream, Scott, that the world, every individual has the awareness to realize the importance of the story they tell themselves. And it's a choice. And tell yourself a better story. You know, for years, I told my story, my story one of victimhood. I was a victim. This shouldn't happen to a child. Why is this always happening to me? And I carried that through. That story has been reframed completely. I am so, so grateful for those experiences. So grateful for those experiences. Because I've took the learning from them. World champions emerge. You take a world champion champion boxer, for example, will champions emerge because they learn to let go of the pain from the past, but not the lessons learned. And that's very important for us all. So I dare to dream that we will have a world. I, I, I somehow know we will um, in a way that I actually know nothing. But that happiness, that smiling, whatever those words mean, that peace will prevail. That's what I dare to dream, Scott. I want to dare to dream that with you, Paul. I want to dare to dream that we live with, with love and harmony in our hearts. I, I hear... I hear there's a disconnection, but I don't believe that to be the truth. I believe the truth is we're now more connected than we've ever had the opportunity to be. Mm. Two flies in the world, in the wall in separate parts of the world, contemplating life and what is, and we're daring to dream of possibility. I dare to dream. That I learn more about me. I'm going to go off on a complete tangent about a conversation I had with my son that I'm going to throw out to the listeners. I'm not a religious man. My son goes to a Christian school where he learns the opportunities of community, which I value extensively. We had a conversation in the car. Says, Dad, do you believe in God? I said, oh, that's an interesting conversation. I said, what do you ask? He goes, you're not religious, but I go to a Christian school. Why is that? I said, because I believe in community. When we're investigating schools, the school was what had what we believed to be the best community. So, okay, so what about God? I said, ah, good question. I said, Oscar, what says you're not God? He just looked at me with big white eyes. He goes, what do you mean, Dad? I said, well, let's think about it for a minute. Only you will ever see life through your eyes. He goes, what? I said, well, I'm very close to you, aren't I, mate? He goes, yeah. I said, but I'm never going to experience everything you experience in life. 
I'm as close as you and you can share as much as you possibly can with me. The only person that's ever going to experience your life is you. What says you're not God? He goes, mind blown. Can we not talk about this any further until I get some more information? (laughs) (laughs) But I dream, I dream a world where he's free to open up dialogue about any subject, where he's free to question opportunities, where science is not only about data collection, but a feeling that we've got a knowing that we learn to understand the voices that we, I'm not sure what that is, but I'm going to listen to that. I can feel that voice in my gut. What is that knowing? A dream of a world in which we listen to it in a voice, we trust it in a voice. Dream of a world where the two flies look down. The humans are acting a little different at the moment. Have you noticed they've slowed down lately? Have you noticed they started talking again? Hmm. I have. They actually look happy. Have you seen the smiles on the humans lately? A dream, a dream so big that it's possible. Paul. I dream I'd like to teach the world to sing. New Seekers had uh, a hit record for that. It was in the late 70s there. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Grow apple trees and honeybees and the world like perfect love. I think it actually becomes a theme tune for Coca-Cola. But, you know, we touched upon this in the previous episode, Scott, about the power of music and, and you know, words and what have you. No apologies for repeating, listeners, Wayne Dyer. Don't die with your music still inside of you. Whatever that tune may be, whatever that story may be, continue to dare to dream. Scott, I want to bring this more specifically into January 2022. The new year is, is, is barely upon us. It's just just woken it's just this newborn year or this apparent newborn year because what is time when all said and done we stick a number and a label on it that says this particular podcast for example this episode the 6th of january 2022 Hmm. maybe it was created before then maybe it was created on the 25th of november and it's timeless because although it's aired on the 6th of January, it could then be aired on the 7th of January, the 25th of February, the 18th of March, the next year, the following decade. Who knows? It's timeless. And life is timeless. So to bring you into that specifics of this, what I call, Scott, man-made concept of time, Time doesn't stand still for us because in our human perception, we give an example, two very contrasting examples. Scott, hasn't today flown by? It's gone really quick. As opposed to Scott, God, you know what? Today has really dragged on and on and on. The reality, the truth lies right in the middle. There are 86,400 moments in every day. Our perception is it may have gone quick. It may have dragged. But the truth of the matter is 86,400. Irrespective of how we see it. 
So to bring up this all back into context then, Scott, and isn't this interesting? There's been no singing. Maybe this, you know, this this what this first podcast episode between us uh, of the new year is, is a singing free zone. How's that? I'm sure it will be made up for as, as episodes progress, mine listeners. But Scott, so what's what's the more dare I say focused messages? What we say to listeners about hopes and aspirations and dreams for 2022. Any thoughts on that, Scott? Dare to dream. Dreams are timeless. Time is just but an agreement that we choose to have. Time, I measure in moments of how I feel. Remember that time we did this. Remember that time I felt that. Our memories are created in time for the way we feel. Daring to dream is at any moment in our life, be it the 25th of November, be it the 6th of January. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. I was talking about it earlier today about a boy and a man. A boy dreams. A man takes responsibility and creates actions. He makes decisions. A man continues to be a boy, dreaming, making decisions. His heart sings. And I need to learn to sing more as I've listened to your talk today, Paul. I hope to have the courage to sing more because the trees are green. And roses too. What a wonderful world. It's time for me to learn to sing. Yesterday, when we recorded our first episode, I heard you sing. Initially, I listened and I'm like, wonder what it'd be like to have the courage to sing. I was sitting in my chair dancing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Heart singing. Heart singing. Dare I dream in 2022 that I may just sing a song? Mm. Where's your heart at, Paul? Mm. Once upon a time, in two far-off lands, the two flies that came together. They met in London, October, and they were part of a musical gathering. People that had never even dared to sing, even in the shower, were on stage singing together. A bit like the new seekers from the late 70s. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. That's where my heart's at, Scott. That vision, that dreaming that in less than a year's time, people from all around the world will come together as as a family and they will sing and they will tell stories and they will love and they will laugh. And yes, some of those stories might have tinges of sadness or what the world might label as sadness, but they're experiences. It's only the meaning that we give them or choose to give them. That's where my art's at, Scott. That's where my art's at. Just a thought. Daring to dream into 2022. I... I see amazing possibilities. I see amazing opportunities. And they're ones we haven't even dreamt of yet. They're ones we haven't seen because we haven't felt the creation. There's more flies. They're on other walls. They're having discussions, watching. 
I would love to hear those flies, what they're thinking. I'd love to feel their actions. Is it just me or are you visualising that too? Absolutely, Scott, no. It, absolutely. You know, we, we touched upon this in, in that uh, in that first part, you know, about the compounding effect of one becomes two, becomes four, becomes eight. You know, that pebble in the pond. And that's hopefully, and there's a word, Scott, there's a word, hope. But that's hopefully what we're doing. We are dropping pebbles in ponds. You know, we gave a, I gave a negative or a more challenging connotation of a pebble, a more painful connotation of it being a pebble in a shoe that causes pain. But pebbles, hey, they can be beautiful things because we can drop them in ponds to send out energetic ripples. Dare to dream, dare to hope. There's a word, Scott, hope. That word can often be much maligned. Not in my world, it's not. It's a glimmer when things are dark. And boy, do we need that at times. I'm, I'm very grateful to meet a man by the name of Jimmy James Omps, who's written a song, Smiles, Emerging from the Darkness. Where is all the good news? Where's the helping hand? Where are all the smiles I used to see? They've got to be here somewhere. I think I'll take a look around. Maybe try and find some harmony. All the love we used to know, just too hard to find. Giving into feelings of despair. The world we knew is upside down and fears replacing love. It hurts that no one seems to care. There's a smile that says hello, another says goodbye. One that promises, I'm giving you my heart. I've seen a smile convey, I love you. I'm proud of who you are. And one that keeps us close when we're apart. Walking from the darkness of all we've been through, it seems that there might be a way to leave behind. The loneliness we've known and live again, a life of harmony. There's a smile that says hello. Another says goodbye. One that promises I'm giving you my heart. I've seen a smile convey I love you. I'm proud of who you are. One that keeps us close when we are apart. Maybe if we talked, I'm thinking we could have conversations that end with let's agree. We may be a little closer than we think to finding our way home in harmony, to finding our way back to harmony, to the beauty and the joy of harmony. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. I'm going to finish off, Scott, if we may, with our usual elevator question. Before we do that, I'd like to invite you in to share your contact details, how people can find out more about the amazing person you are. And, and we've not even touched on the yellow socks today. Let, let's save that for yeah, the yellow socks listeners. I urge you, I urge you to follow up on that. We'll keep that quiet for the time being in terms of this episode, Scott. What an amazing concept that is. Share with us your contact details, Scott, if you will. I'd love to, Paul. And to listeners, my aim is to connect to your heart. And if I have, please let us know by joining us on a journey called life because it's a beautiful place to be and you can find us at www.ihopeyouaresmiling.com all spelt correctly i hope you are smiling
Paul.com. Thank you, Paul. So the finale, the finale, listeners, you've heard this so many times. Scott and I did this in our in our first episode. We're in the lift. In 30 seconds, Scott, the big question is this. As 2022 has just, just raised its head with us, just raised its head. What's your message, Scott? What's your message for 2022 specifically? Whether it's dare to dream, dare to hope, no matter what it is, what's your big message, Scott? I want, to, I want to thank everybody for doing their best right now. A problem is not actually the problem. It's how we respond to the problem that either creates the pain, the lesson, or the opportunity. I think we're done with the pain for now. Let's look for the lessons so that we can all create the opportunity. I hope you're smiling. On that beautiful, poignant note, listeners, all that remains is to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?